This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Thanks for being with us on this Friday. Jill Bennett sitting in for Simi Sarah. Well, are you more reluctant to believe everything you see on the internet with the advancement of AI? Are you more looking at things and making sure they are real, even though uh, deep fakes and fake photographs are nothing new. My next guest has been looking at this, and Dr. Walter Shearer is the Collegiate Associate Professor of Computer Science and Engineering at the University of Notre Dame, also the author of A History of Fake Things on the Internet. Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, it's really great to be on the show today. Well, it is something that's, again, not new, but certainly with technology, it's become, I think, easier to make things that really aren't uh, real at all. And this is something that you've been looking at. How did you get involved with looking at uh, fake things and looking at the history of them? Yeah, it's a great question. So my background, of course, is in computer scientist. Um, I do a lot of technical work. I have a large laboratory Uh, working on matters related to artificial intelligence, uh, computer vision, uh, media forensics uh, here at Notre Dame. And the media forensic aspect is really what got me interested in fake things on the internet. Um, So media forensics, if you're not familiar with this uh, sub-discipline of computer science, um, it's intended to develop algorithms that can detect uh, manipulation uh, in imagery. It can detect synthetic imagery. And of course, that's a big concern when we consider AI these days. Um, And working on these algorithms for years, I kind of started to get interested in the content itself. Um, Where did it come from? Who was making it? Was this a longstanding problem? What are the examples, right, that we see online? Uh, And once I went down that rabbit hole, um, a lot of interesting history surfaced, right? And and a lot of really, really fascinating aspects of culture on the Internet sort of came to light. And that's what the book is really about. And is it about what drives people to put fake pictures or to manipulate photos and put them out there or or also the, the response to them and how people react, either whether they know they're fake or not? It's all of those things. Uh, And it's a really fascinating story, too, that connects to human creativity. And that's a big piece of the story, I think, which is missed uh, in all of the hysteria around fake things on the Internet. Um, As it turns out, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what the Internet was intended to be. And that's where we run into trouble with this type of content. Um, For instance, right in the sort of dot com boom of the 1990s. Um, There uh, is this messaging about the Internet being an information superhighway, essentially a database of facts, right? You would go there for serious matters like education and commerce. Um, But that wasn't really why the Internet was designed, right? That was messaging coming from uh, corporations that were moving into this new virtual space. Um, Going back in time to the 1960s, um, you have uh, the famous Canadian uh, media theorist Marshall McLuhan out there. Um, talking a lot about uh, the media, especially the future of the media, and what information networks would be like in the near future. And he basically describes the internet we have today, um, which is this creative space, right? Um, And of course, he's making very bold claims. You'll be able to project your imagination uh, into this infrastructure, right? You're going to tap into your central nervous system uh, and show other people directly what you were thinking. And these other people will be all over the globe. 
Um, and if you think about creative technologies today, uh, we kind of can do that, right? Um, even looking at really current artificial intelligence systems, right? They're sort of embodying this idea. Um, image synthesis tools like Midjourney, right? You can prompt them uh, to give you sort of visual representations of what you're dreaming about right now, right? Uh, and you can send them those images to other people. Um, and of course, all of that is fake, right? Uh, these are fictions, um, but fiction has always served an important role in society, and McLuhan knows that. Um, he's just trying to figure out how do we scale it up, right? How do we really build culture in a more expansive way? Um, and that message, I think, got lost along the way, right? So you get this tension between um, the information superhighway vision of these corporations and this McLuhan vision of the internet um, as this fantasy land, right? And people love the fantasy land version, right? I think that's what keeps most of us on the internet today. <laughs> For sure. Um, so people love the fantasy land version, but but when does it become uh, dangerous almost in that, you, you, I'm sure you have looked at, at conspiracy theories and, and hoaxes that have taken off, even photos. I mean, when you see a photo <clears throat> that's shared, it could be something like, oh, here's a rainforest and then here's what it looks like today. And it's, and it's a picture of it completely gone, but it's fake. Yeah, absolutely. And the book uh, dives deep into this as well. Um, so what I think is really interesting, again, I think you see a lot of prevailing concerns around perfect fakes, right? You know, it's like, we're going to create images and videos that are so realistic, right? It'll fool the public and revise history in some capacity. Um, it turns out that really hasn't worked out, right? Uh, again, there's been a lot of discussion about that specifically with deep fakes, which appeared in 2017. Um, but as far as anybody can tell, they've really had no impact on politics. Um, the content we really need to be aware of uh, turns out to be memes, right? It's the, the manipulated content that is obviously fake. That tends to resonate really well with the public. Um, and that's really interesting when you think about it, right? Um, I mean, a lot of that material, of course, is just purely humorous. Some of it is political uh, humor, right? So parody, um, you have satire, right? All these different things. Um, all those are really important. Oop, hello, did I get disconnected? No, you're still there. Sorry. I'm, I'm, okay. And, no, and I was just, that made me think also of, of chat GPT, of, of AI, and how technology has really advanced. So is, is yeah, it different? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make it more, uh, more difficult to kind of differentiate between things that are real and fake? Yeah, so AI is, is obviously upping the bar, right? There's just so much uh, more out there because these tools are so accessible, right? When you look at Dolly, when you look at MidJourney, uh, anybody can really use these tools. Um, and so that just prompting a tool, right, makes it far easier than, say, using Photoshop years ago, right? Um, there's just so much more you can do with these things, which is really interesting, I think, for a lot of people, but also perhaps a little bit more dangerous, right, when you think about it. And dangerous because also, like you said, maybe there, there isn't evidence that it's changed politics or that it that it's had that kind of an impact. But even when we look right now at, at what's happening with the, with the war between Israel and Hamas, if we look at the war in Ukraine, the images that are coming out and, and there have been examples of people putting out images that that are not what they're saying they are. And, and there's so much on the Internet that, that there is always going to be a certain group or a certain contingent that believes it. Yeah, that's right. But I think that's nothing new when we consider politics, right? Um, I mean, there's always been uh, messaging that is not factual, <laughs> right, coming from politicians. Um, there are narratives, right, that, that compete with what we can observe on the ground. Um, I think technology is just facilitating that these days. Um, but is that really the Internet's fault, right? Um, I, I don't really think that's the case.
Where do you see it going from here? I know you've looked at this and the history of deep fakes and and fake things. Where do you see it going? Do you see it growing or changing? Yeah, so that's a good question. I mean, I think we're going to see more and more capacity for storytelling on the internet, right? More expansive virtual spaces. Um, does that at some point really compete with right uh, conventional understandings of reality? Um, I think that's an interesting question to ask, um, but certainly one we can't answer at this moment. Um, I mean, as you mentioned, right, the technology in the AI space is getting better and better, right? Which is something we've definitely got to consider uh, when we think about the ethics of all of this. And and is it also with the, with the ethics of it? Is it the um, responsibility also of platforms? And and we've seen this on some uh, such as X. If something is shared that is factually incorrect, you'll you'll often see a comment saying, "Actually, this is what happened, and this is why that particular post is wrong." Is is there going to be more of the onus put on the platforms to make sure what they're sharing is not fake? Yeah, so this is a really, really interesting aspect, right, that's emerging on these platforms. Uh, community input to basically say, wait a minute, right, um, this is not what it appears to be. Um, I think that's actually a really good mechanism for diffusing, right, some of these controversies. Um, and that's kind of how this has always worked, right, when we think about, you know, a piece of fake media and its reception. Um, if there's some consensus building that it's not true, right, then it's easily dismissed. And that's kind of why deep fakes really haven't ever resonated, right? Um, you know, it's just there's so much evidence to the contrary about something, right, a major public figure is saying in many cases um, that it diffuses the situation uh, right off the bat. It is uh, such an interesting field and uh, what you've looked at and put in the book. Walter, we'll leave it there for today, but thank you so much for coming on the show. Great. Thanks for having me. Great conversation. All right. That is Walter Shearer, Collegiate Associate Professor of Computer Science and Engineering at the University of Notre Dame, also the author of a new book. It is called A History of Fake Things on the Internet.